turn it on because it's mm-hmm. half dumb. Yes, uh, I see. Okay, Alex. Hello, Damarato. It doesn't look like that it started yet. I see the stop recording, but it's still sitting at zero. So I don't see it moving. Do you have the counter? It shows Damarato is recording the call, but it does not show a counter. Okay. All right. Hmm. I don't know whether to start with it like this or not. (laughs) Right. (laughs) If you don't mind, never mind. It's not important. Okay. We we need to edit the first part of this to take that out. So if we're already oh. recording, so I'm going to go ahead and start. Um, in any case, uh, you're asking a question about the four foundations of mindfulness called the Satipatthana. Uh, yes. Here, the word Sati is translated into mindfulness, and I'm not sure that that's even anywhere near the best word to use, but I haven't come up with one. And so using sati as sati in the Pali and and explaining it and what it means. But first, let's look at the four foundations, because the four foundations were the original physics of the time Mm. of the Buddha. That mm-hmm. now we have 92 elements and counting, depending upon what CERN can do. But mm-hmm. that, uh, in the time of the Buddha, there were only four elements. Yes. Okay. And that the elements, it seems that the way that it's structured has to do with how hot something is. For instance, water is solid when it's cold enough. Right. Water then is a liquid when it is the temperature that we have that is somewhere between on Celsius scale zero to 100 is when water is liquid. And then after it gets to 100 degrees, then it becomes a vapor that we call steam specifically. Right. And then as you get something extraordinarily hot, then the water itself will break down into molecules and if it gets even hotter than that then the molecules themselves will break down into what is called a plasma okay now back to the original the people could see that they could see that the earth and trees and things were solid and that there was liquid there was water there was rain there was um blood that would spill etc like that and then there was some some strange thing called fire that would mm-hmm. consume and that it put off a byproduct of uh, smoke. Mm-hmm. And even if without the fire, the, there's, the smoke is still in the air. Mm-hmm. Okay, so these four things then were the four original elements in very primitive times and the buddha recognized the most important point that i'm talking about is is that the buddha recognized that the problem of the spiritual life and the spiritual practice was not to uh, meditate upon these four elements that existed both internally and externally but primarily the meditations were on the external but that he taught to do this on the inside. <clears throat> mm-hmm. 
so that in the old time they would have casino meditations for the for the earth they would have water meditations and which now have become crystal meditations and uh that they have mm. in let us say in the new agey stuff yeah okay and then we've always known about fire meditations in fact the western groups have uh, had retreats on fire meditations yeah and that uh then there are sky meditations that we can yeah. see solid evidence of that in fact we can see three major groups coming from air meditations one would be astronomy yeah another because they're looking up in the skies at night the right. other one in, is it, in, almost in the ahead. state of samadhi absolutely that that's what yeah. they would do at night instead right. of going instead of watching oh, um, uh the television soap operas right. they'd watch the sky soap operas yeah. actually they would watch the sky when they right. started seeing the sky as a soap opera at night that's where yeah. we get astrology yeah how cool <laughs> okay so astronomy is like uh taking the television apart and seeing why right. it works the way that it do <laughs> and uh, uh, uh astrology is watching yeah. the um uh the movies yep telling a bunch of making stories up about stories cool. uh-huh. yeah oh that's so cool <laughs> and then the third one which is more recent would be a, uh, a meteorology or yeah. the study of right. the weather yeah because the meteorology and the meteorology was there in the first place that in fact the yeah. meteorology kind of became the word god for us now here's where that comes from is okay. is because uh you know that the teaching of the buddha has to do with an nata or not atta yes. well the right. word atom also in fact it comes from um the indo-european language and in greek it's called at uh uh atmo, atmo yeah. which we get for our atmosphere yeah okay and the original idea was is that the air around us was alive that mm -hmm. god is in mm -hmm. the air yeah and that at night there's sure. no end to it the sphere mm -hmm. of all of the stars and the sphere of the air seem to be alive yeah. clouds move weather comes uh you know that um the old understandings of god that he threw lightning bolts and he did the right. thunder when he was unhappy and and he cried rain, with rain and all yeah. this kind of stuff and that the buddha taught that there is no real um entity or god or personality that the air yeah. or the atmosphere has no personality it just right. has functions just does what it does okay and yeah. so when the buddha took this into the internal foundations he's using the same thing it's the old physics but what he's talking about is is that the person the human being with the human body when he is alive he has fire when he yeah. has fire he has movement or fluidity and when he has fire and fluidity he also has a byproduct 
called the Dhamma-nupassana, or um, uh, we can think of them as thoughts, or we can think of them as the way that things are moving and changing. Okay, and we can do that because this is a very interesting way of the distinction between the, uh, the the way that it's described in the Four Foundations of Mindfulness Sutta Number Ten, and the way it's defined in the Anapanasati Sutta. Yeah. We have to take all of that together in the two suttas because it's looking at it from two frames of reference. Mm-hmm. Okay. But everything, the the uh, the the foundations or the physics is both true on the inside and on the outside, but all the spiritual life that the meditators and even he with the four jhanas and the casinas and all of those kind of meditations didn't liberate us. That the austerities that he did weren't liberating and the jhanas that he was doing were not liberating. And part, much of the reason for that was because all of the meditators were using external objects. Mm. And so what the Buddha decided was is that we need to focus oh. on, on the internal reality, the internal right. physics. The physics of the body itself, the feelings, the mind. How mind's attention moves. Where the mind is actually the fire. The mind is fire. In fact, Achan uh, uh, Tanisaro has written a book, um, and the name of the book was uh, Mind Like Fire Unbound. Okay. Okay, so what that means is, is that the mind is actually uh, the fire. Now, one of the ways that I speak about it is imagine that you've got an old pot-bellied wood stove. Okay. Okay. The wood stove itself is the body. It's going to be there. It's physical. Yes. All right. And then uh, the kindling and the wood are actually the feelings. Right. And the fire itself is then the mind, the burning. That's the whole point. And then you have the smoke that goes up the chimney. So there's your four foundations right there in the stove. And the kind of wood that we put in the stove determines the kind of fire that we're going to have. (laughs) And in fact, the Buddha uses this as an example of of consciousness in the sense that you have um, wood stoves, you have gas stoves, you have our uh, 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 grass fires, wood fires, um, uh, let us say wood that is not fit for burn because it's got mud on it. Mm-hmm. It's stinky yep. if it's been uh, uh, in PCs or any of that kind of stuff, okay? Yep. And also, uh, we could bring in the analogy of, well, how is the stove itself and the fire and the wood inside the stove, what kind of air vents does yeah. it have? Right. It, how, how, it, how well can it move it out? Mm-hmm. The airflow, yeah. which is the atmos. Yeah. Okay. Right. The spirit is in the air. 
You cannot yeah. have a good fire without the air, just like you cannot right. have a good human being without it breathing. <laughs> right. So you can see wow. all of these analogies. All this history yeah. actually helps make make sense as to why we're doing these four foundations of mindfulness is because that's our reality, the whole yes. sum of it. And this is what I was thinking when I was thinking on the word mindfulness and the word discernment. Because sati, if it's used like discernment, what we're doing is we're discerning the wood quality. We're discerning... Precisely how roaring the fire is based off of whether or not we're oxygenating it well enough. We're mm -hmm. discerning what posture the wood stove is in. If it, because if it's over on its side, we need to stand it up before we put the wood inside. So we discern all of these. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting it. You're understanding it. Right. Okay. So this yeah, is why okay, wood good. stove is a really good analogy. Yeah. I like that a lot. They didn't have cast iron wood stoves, so the Buddha didn't <laughs> use that analogy, but we can because we understand it, okay? But he yeah. had similar things. Um, right. And, and so we talk about, in the sense of the mind, we talk about consciousness then deter yeah. is determined by the kind of fuel. Right, because those are like our, our sankara. Exactly. Our wood. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's so amazing. Because that's how it works in in Paticca Samupada as well. Yes, these mental formations that we have, or we talked before, we use the word determination. Mm -hmm. Or even I also like the word activities, but I don't know if I like it as much as determinations. Well, but uh, you know, it's also fact, very our determinations bring rise then to our activity. Yeah. Yeah, and the act of determining is it's active, I feel like, sometimes. Like, well, we engage in perception. Is. Yeah. The, well, uh, the Buddha, there's a, there's a sutta where the Buddha is comparing what his teaching is to um, the way that the Brahmins taught. Okay. Now, the way that the Brahmins taught is actually the way that our legal systems old British common law, etc., was okay. built upon this, in the sense that if you do something to hurt someone, then you've done something, and that's a big act, and you could go to jail or in prison or uh, uh, in the stocks or flogging or uh, death because of your actions. Okay, and then the next one, the level below that is speech. And that normally white-collar crime has to do with papers and documents and speech and information. Yeah. Right? But we actually are having a whole lot of trouble in our legal system making thought. Okay, yeah. so that's one of the things that, that, the, uh, uh, that they're doing is what was uh, Donald Trump's intention? What was in his right. mind? Right. And so in, in this regard, the Brahmins would say that uh, an action is like carving something in stone. It's mm -hmm. going to be there to where um, our vocal is very much like writing it down on a piece of paper that's kind of temporary. Yeah. Okay. And then our thoughts are like wa um, writing in the air or writing in water. Mm. And it's so okay. fluid that our thoughts just move away. 
Okay, you can you can write your name or you can write an entire constitution in the air and it's gone before <laughs> you get it finished writing. Right. Oh, okay. So this is the way that the Brahmins thought was is that there is nothing to the mind. There is okay. very little to the speech that the actions are the big deal. Hmm. Okay. And our common law is based upon that. Yeah, right. All okay. right, so the Buddha turns that upside down mm -hmm. and he says, oh, no, monks, the mind is the forerunner. Oh. You cannot oh. have a speech unless you've thought it oh. out. You cannot even talk to me and use uh, English language sentences unless you're thinking yeah. about what you're speaking. Right. Now, a lot of the speech that we have is sort of like um, uh, stored stuff. It's kind of like a quick cut and paste rather than having to rethink it out or retype it out. Right. Right. Okay. And this is really dangerous to use our own uh, cut and paste system because we're often cutting and pasting into something that doesn't fit reality. But yeah, different context. Mm -hmm. uh, a yeah. word like that, uh, uh, an example would be when we're in pain. We say ouch or oh or mm -hmm. make some sort of noise. Mm hmm. Okay. And so, in that regard, uh, just taking it onto the side here, going down the rabbit hole, that if you are being tortured, yeah. the torturers want to see results of their torture. Right. And the guys who are stoic in the sense that they won't say anything when they're being tortured get tortured a whole lot more. Yes. But if you're screaming like a banshee every time they touch you, they get annoyed with it, but they don't hurt you nearly so much mm -hmm. because they think that they're hurting you because you're screaming about it. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right. But all of this mm -hmm. is just those stored things that are yeah. stored and, and, they, and they're triggered. Okay. Yeah. Like, what would you say if you stump your toe in the dark? Oh. Ow, exactly. All right. Mm -hmm. Where does that owl come from? Just been there. It's been there because you the mm -hmm. first owl that you said when you were a child. In fact, yeah, that well, owl one and a half is the something. first thing that the human human being says upon getting slapped in the butt by the doctor. Yep. <laughs> I, I yep. don't know that they have changed that, but back in the 1940s, that's exactly mm -hmm. what to do. I remember. <laughs> I remember it well. There I was sitting in my hot tub. Everything was taken care of. I didn't even have to pick up my drinks. And all of a sudden, an earthquake happened. The bottom dropped out. And the next thing I know, Dr. Young is holding me up by the, by the heels, beating my ass. Well, I let out a yell so loud, I didn't stop yelling until I was about 35 years old. Good. I don't blame you. I'm still 35 years old. <laughs> That's when oh, I arrived. That great. <laughs> That's when I arrived at Swatsu and Moke. I love it. That's amazing. <laughs> All right. So that yelling that we do, right, is 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 inbred. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We have these. Um, we're predisposed Part of the DNA. to DNA. Right. Yes, and, and a whole right. lot of the language that we use is that way. 
It is automatic right. that it comes out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, a dad telling the kids to shut up when they are yes. making noise. That's an automatic response that he has to the feelings that he has if he doesn't like the kids making noise. Right. And in fact, fact he may feeling. be watching television. And, feelings. Exactly. So the, let us give the yeah. example that the dad's watching the, the, uh, the movie or watching the news and now the kid's making especially loud noise and that's <laughs> when he gets annoyed and that's when he says shut up and he's not even aware that he's annoyed Yep, and he's right back into it. Boom. And he has no context. Exactly. He's lost all his context. He's not aware of the currently uh, persisting feeling. He's not aware of the mind already there in his experience or the body. He's not aware of the Dhamma. He was caught off guard by it. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of the students will say when they start uh, meditation, that what will happen is, is that they'll have a feeling and that they'll talk about that feeling as kind of original without recognizing that those feelings, every one of them is triggered by the mind. Yeah. Every one yeah. of the feelings that we have is triggered by the mind. The mind is the forerunner. It is. And that uh, um, part of the process of, of the meditation is to start recognizing that feelings don't start things off. The mind starts things off. Yes. Okay. Just as a reference, there uh, the Pali words is kaya nupasana. You can see mm-hmm. the nupasana, the uh, vipassana, or the the, yeah. the movement and the uh, the knowledge of the body. And then mm-hmm. there is Vedana Nupasana, which is knowledge of the movements of the feelings. And then there is Sita Nupasana, which is um, the mind. And then there is the Dhamma Nupasana, mm-hmm. which is all of the events, all of the smoke that we put out in the air that we <laughs> fill in and, and all of the movement, including the arising and the falling or the, uh, the temporariness, the riding away the dying and the relinquishment, yes. all right. of that is part of the Dhamma-Nupasana. I'd like to back up, though, one one little point about the Sita-Nupasana. In okay. the Pali, there are two different words for it. Uh-huh. And the, the two different words are like Manu and Manu Sita. Manu and Chita. Sita, yeah. And Manu, Manu is, what is it? It's different. I don't see it used it's as often. It's the higher part of the mind. In fact, you could uh-huh. say that the Manu is what makes us a man or a human. Okay. 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 The Manu is the higher part. I see. And then the Sita is actually the lower part of oh. the mind. Oh. And is that why sometimes all... you see it translated as heart mind? Exactly. That's in uh, fact what we're talking about. That in English language, we have the distinction between following your mind and following your yes. heart. And the Christians right. give the worst possible advice <laughs> to follow your heart, when in fact it is the heart that's the problem. Yes, it traps the mind. Okay, then in fact, the higher part of the mind doesn't need so much training, but the Sita 
which would be also called the reptilian brain or the yeah. lower part of the mind is where the feelings originate even though the feelings are often experienced in the body right and the sense of anxiety is because of adrenaline in the system um, and yeah. all of that kind of thing. Okay, and so the feelings are somewhere between and the um, education or the messaging system for the body. Right. right. And so, and so um, we can then uh, see that we can make some uh, changes to the way yes. that we feel, but not directly to the feelings, but rather we're going to make the, the changes to the feeling right. through the mind, because the mind is right. the forerunner. Okay, so if Very the student so. is sitting there in we're, meditation and recognizing that he has anxiety and is wondering where mm -hmm. it came from, it came from the unwholesome thoughts that he was having before, <laughs> He experienced yes. the um, uh, the anxiety. Yes. And right. that if we can change our um, thought systems from unwholesome to wholesome thoughts, then right. we can change the feelings that we have from unwholesome feelings to wholesome feelings. Mm -hmm. Or we can also talk about it in the sense of bad feelings versus good feelings. Now, basically, Bad feelings and good feelings are uh, the distinction between I like it and I don't like it. Right. Okay. All right. So the kind of feelings that we can have when we don't like it would be fear, anxiety, anger, grief, remorse, all those kind of feelings that we have that are downers. Right. But if it's pleasant, then we can go into those feelings that are talked about in the uh, the sukha, which would mm -hmm. be feelings of safe, feelings of secure, feelings of comfort, feelings of satisfaction. So mm -hmm. um, feelings of ill will or uh, not liking things is actually a kind of dissatisfaction. That's the dukkha. Yes, yes. very so, much so. What, what we can then uh, begin to practice is, is that if we can change the mind, we can change the way that we feel because mm -hmm. the mind is the forerunner. Yes. And a lot of students have trouble figuring this out because they're so slow that they can only see how they feel. They can't see right. how, <laughs> what triggered see. that or how they talk themselves into it. Right. And this is one of the reasons that we must have... <laughs> Oh, I'm going to butcher the poly. Uniso Maniscaro? I'm not sure. You must have killed it. We must have. <laughs> I did. It's bad. But it's, um, <clears throat> how can you say it in English? Uh, mindfulness with clear comprehension or um, um, attention rooted in reality. Okay. Attention rooted. Attention rooted in context. Yes, it does make sense that way. Okay. Because almost all of our bad feelings are built in. Yes. Their DNA, right. or another way of talking about it, it is instinctual. Yes. Then and when we don't like, recognize that they arise first, meaning 
I don't control them directly. There's no button I can push. There's no knob I can turn directly. When I don't realize that, then I, I then I pick them up. I identify with them, mm-hmm. and I start to think that they're me, mine, that they belong to somebody, that they can even be owned. That's what I was trying to say when I talked about if the body is first, my sense of self is not mine. You know, because I recognize it's all just already there in the situation, enduring as a basis for everything else that's taking place. Same okay. way. Actually, uh, that may be true only when we're slow. Remember uh, back yeah, okay. when we were saying that the mind is the forerunner. Yes, right. Yes, because okay. mind, it's always in mind. Everything is in mind. All right. So think about a steam locomotive. That locomotive is not going to move. It's not going to blow its whistle. It's not going to do anything until it's got fire. (laughs) And when the fire operates, it operates Ah, by making steam the feelings, and the feelings drive the pistons of the locomotive. And that's why there's the pursuit, the reward, and the escape. Not sure about that. You're talking about the time sequence, but that doesn't fit with the steam engine because oh. the steam, the steam oh, engine. What I was has... saying was, we have a feeling it causes a pursuit of some sort that mm-hmm. then rewards us, that makes right. us feel okay with listening to the need to move in the future. Whereas okay. that's the conditioning, you know, conditioning well, the formations to have the same response in the future. Whereas if we see the danger in pursuit, then we know we don't have to. The reward is not worth it. All right. The reward is a trap. Back back to the steam engine then. The natural thing would be that we sometimes the steam engine is on the wrong track. Yes, right. It's it's heading (laughs) for danger. And that we need to bring it to a stop. And the most Uh, natural way... Okay, so here's the big thing. Let's take it from, in fact, a steam engine or a locomotive into a ship because a ship has no brakes. Right, right. And it's a very um, good example because it's like the mind in that if you point it in one direction, since it has no brakes, it needs to to burn off the energy in order to go back the other way. So if we get really wholesome, yes, exactly. it doesn't automatically become ruined mm-hmm. at the first instant because we have composure. Because we're established in the wholesome through discernment. All right. Well, so I like that ship. That makes wait, sense in my head. Well, the, <clears throat> the point is, is that you're a whole lot further ahead of me in the story. Oh. <laughs> when I'm talking about how Sorry. things get started, and you're talking about yes. how to bring it to an end, and we're oh. <laughs> still look, looking at how things operate. I'm sorry, I get excited. Okay, <laughs> that, I'll I, have to slow myself down. <laughs> Okay, so in in that regard, then, the mind is the forerunner of the Petitia Samapada that gives rise to the feelings of liking and not liking. And if those feelings are ignorant, it leads to actions like wanting, craving, doing something to get something. And our, uh, in this regard, our steam engine winds up hitting a brick wall or going off a cliff because it's right. on the wrong track. Right. Because so, it doesn't recognize that it can't actually do it that way. 
Mm -hmm. So it what we're talking way. about is then we need to take slowly take because of the way that the mind operates to slowly start taking the fire out of the boiler. Right out of out of the firebox. We have to take the right. water or take the fire out so that the water our feelings is not so hot. Yes. Which means that now the water is not hot enough to push the pistons and the steam mm -hmm. engine begins to slow down and stop. Yes. And right. in fact, you, you know uh, that uh, on an old steam engine, they had two operators. They had right. the pilot or the engineer, and then and the they had more. the fireman. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, <Yep. laughs> and what's the fireman's job is to keep shoveling coal or wood yep. into the firebox. Right. And if you don't keep putting fire in there, that steam engine is going to slow right down and stop. So something oh. inside of us has a fireman that keeps pushing and keeps putting the fuel right. into the mine. Right. Okay. So back to the the boiler. Now we've uh, excuse me. Back to from the pot-bellied stove that we were talking about. Mm -hmm. Now we've got that pot-bellied stove on tracks, and it's become a locomotive. Okay. All right, so not only is the byproduct steam uh, from the steam, the byproduct from the steam is also from the fire of the smoke. It's also the motion, yes, the too. movement. Yeah. Okay, so the air that's around us is constantly in motion. Yes. That, fire, that smoke doesn't just sit there, it's mm -hmm. in movement. Yes. Especially if you're thinking about a locomotive, the smoke goes up into the air and the engines is moving right along. So there's a trail of smoke on top of yep. the, the smoke is, is staying more or less kind of where it was. But it looks like that there's a trail of smoke because the, the engine itself that's putting out <laughs> the smoke is moving. Right. This is a good analogy then for the way that the human behaves is that we yes. have these fire. We have fire in the belly, and that fire is an, um, not a feeling. The feeling is the result of the fire in the belly or the fire that's actually in the mind. Right. So, so the way that we practice is to stop putting that kind of fuel into the fire. Right. Stop putting those kind of thoughts in the mind. Yes. And we need to practice this. Because we're the fireman that is such a bad habit of just shoveling coal and shoveling coal and shoveling yeah. coal out of a bad habit. We need to start figuring out when is the right time to put coal in and when right. is the time to stop putting that coal in and start putting something better in. Because one of the habits I see from the fireman so far is he doesn't care what kind of fuel goes in. Like doesn't when he care. first... It he's just, just shoveling just whatever's don't let it die. there. He, yeah. Exactly, just don't let and it die. And the mind just is just fucking <laughs> ripping through it. <laughs> so, you know, I, I feel for the fireman. He's got a job to do. But wouldn't it be nice if he could just sit down for a second and be a little more selective? Because that, exactly. yeah, I see that. analogy. that's so very that, good. So this is where <laughs> we begin then to practice our meditation is, is to take, yes. tell the fireman to take a rest. Stop right. putting that that fuel in. Mm -hmm. 
because the mind is the forerunner for those feelings. And yet the students will, um, in fact, the common situation is, is that, oh, I need to meditate. I'm not sure why. I just don't really like my life. Right. And I want it to be better. Right. Now and it's kind sit, of magical thinking. Mm -hmm, with a lot of magical you know, thinking. If I and sit so down and do I do this, then someone will come along and pop. <laughs> I'm going to get enlightened. <laughs> exactly. And so when they yeah. do sit down, when they do sit down, all they see is, that's come is their anxiety. Yeah. yeah. Their fear. Their uh, dissatisfactions with life. Right. And they don't recognize that, oh, we need to have the firemen to stop putting that stuff in. To stop yes. having the kind of thoughts that bring on the adrenaline that keeps the anxiety and the fear moving. Right. It's but, like the man that's walking quickly. But the fireman he finds himself is, walking quickly. Mm -hmm. So the fireman, uh, uh, the 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 human meditator that's sitting there, mm -hmm. when he um, out of our old habits, when he sees that the mind has wandered away when he sees that he is shoveling coal and yeah. recognized that for at one time he wasn't shoveling but now all of a sudden he's shoveling and the way that we would talk about it is in the goanka sense is when the mind wanders away from the breath never mind start again right okay so that means then that the that the um the fireman was actually taking a rest. He was watching the breath. Yes. And now the mind has wandered away from the breath, means that now he started shoveling coal again. And when he wakes up to that, he starts shoveling coal even harder. Mm -hmm. With the kind of thoughts of, oh, I can't meditate. Oh, this is really hard. Oh, I wish yep. I could have done it before. And all of these kind of really unwholesome shoveling jobs that we have. <laughs> That what we need to do is instead remind ourselves that, hey, I caught myself shuffling coal again. Yeah. Let me rest. Let me stop right. doing that. Yeah. Let me have lunch. Let me have something wholesome <laughs> and stop putting all of this coal into the, uh, the, uh, the belly of the fire. Mm -hmm. So this is the analogy that we can use in for the Satipatthana. This is it. Okay. This is that steam engine that we have. And if we would stop uh, feeding the coal to it, then the fire would settle down. It wouldn't be so hot. And because right. of the mind, the fire is not so hot. We don't generate so much steam from the uh, from the um, our feelings are not steamy anymore. They're cool. <laughs> they are cooling. They may even and quench. Because and exactly, and because uh, of the quenching of that uh, that steam, the, the cooling off of the water, the steam engine comes to a rest. It stops. And so having the kind of thoughts of no place to go and nothing to do, and the spring comes and the grass grows by itself, and I've got no worries, no place to go, we start talking to ourselves. The engineer, in fact, is giving the fireman orders to stop yeah. beating the coal, <laughs> to stop having things to do, to stop looking for activities, to stop thinking that we're going to solve a problem by moving the steam engine down the track. 
that the steam Perfect. engine will and be a whole lot better off. Yeah. yeah, if it would slow down yeah. and sometimes even come to a stop. Right. Just let it be. So that's the way to talk about it. The Satipatthana. Like yes, the steam engine, the pot-bellied stove, the ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and stop feeding the fuel. Or... Yes. The right. first thing, in fact, to the uh, uh, going back to the analogy of the pot-bellied stove, or let us say uh, the fireman, that when he refuels, yes, which means that he fills back up the cold uh, car, right, or he fills up the wood car again. Wow. Let's make sure that he's getting good fuel. So yes. this is the oh. beginning. We we um. We could, if we were very sharp as practitioners, look at every shovel of coal, every thought. Right, right. But most meditators are not sharp enough. So what we're going to do instead is saying every time you refuel, we're going to get wholesome fuel, not unwholesome fuel. Right. We're going to start having... This, uh, This takes out some of the work because if we can watch the mind, the behavior is going to behave itself. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's two jobs of the fireman. The first fi- job of the fireman is to start using good fuel. Mm-hmm. Start having happy thoughts. Start having mm-hmm. uh, easygoing thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. Stop putting, let us say, mossy, dirty, <laughs> uh, muddy fuel in. Right. In case of a coal car, we want very, very strong, I think it's called anthracite. Mm-hmm. That we don't want to put bituminous, and we certainly don't want to put peat in there. Because right. peat doesn't give much heat, and it puts a lot of smoke out. Yeah. Okay, so there's various kinds of coal. So for the, uh, in that regard, we need to choose what kind of coal we're putting in, or what kind of wood, or what kind of fuel we're putting into the uh the fire right and then we recognize that every moment we have a choice are we going to have wholesome thoughts or unwholesome thoughts Mm -hmm. and now eventually if we can really get it to the point that we know we can control it so that we have one wholesome thought after another wholesome thought after another wholesome thought we can begin to put some gaps yeah between those wholesome thoughts Mm-hmm. So the first thing that the coal, uh, the fireman has to learn to do is to start instead of shoveling poor coal or poor quality <laughs> thoughts. Now we're mm-hmm. going to start shoveling high quality thoughts. And then after that, we're going to start not shoveling so many wholesome logs. Mm hmm. We're going right. to start shoveling fewer logs. We're going to put some gaps between these wholesome logs. Mm-hmm. If we uh, put gaps between unwholesome logs, then we're still going to have a lot of stinky, stinky. <laughs> right. So we want to have high quality. That's the first thing that we learn to do is start, mm-hmm. start putting high quality wood in or high quality yes. coal. And then the next mm-hmm. thing that we learn to do is to put some gaps between uh, those uh, logs that we're shoveling in, not putting mm-hmm. so many shovels of coal in to take a break. 
let the right. thing cool off. So the first thing that we're going to do is to stop having such a stinky mess. <laughs> and then eventually we're we're going to have uh, even less. And so now we're actually beginning to put the fire out. Yes, right. So that's the way of practicing. That would be then the way of saying it like this. You've heard good in the beginning, good in the middle, and good mm -hmm. in the end. Okay, mm -hmm. so the good in the beginning means we're starting to put really good, high-quality fuel in. Mm -hmm. Good in the middle means we're not putting so much fuel in. We're putting some gas right. in there. And then good in the end means we've run out of fuel. Quenched. Done. We've quenched <laughs> it out. We've let it go cold. Yep. Okay. <laughs> so the first part of it is, is that we've got a really, really stinky bad fire. We're getting some progress, but oh, what cost it is. I mean, we've got a really, really dirty environment. We've got all kinds of pollution. We've got stinky smoke coming out. Um, but when we practice in the beginning, we can begin to clear the air, begin to see yeah. things a lot better. Right. Uh, have a cleaner, cleaner environment. But then we begin to say, oh, well, if that's the case, I can even clean the place up even more by stop shoveling so much coal. Good yep. in the middle means we're not putting so much effort into it. We're just sit sitting there and relaxing. Mm. And the third part then is, is that, hey, wait a minute, I don't have to put coal in this thing. Let's just let it coast for a yep. while. Maybe we can let it coast for the rest of our lives. <laughs> Just see what it does. <laughs> <laughs> and let it slowly come to an easy, happy stop. Yeah. yeah. Now, when and I'm it's... talking to students, I have to keep track of where they are in this so that we can talk about it in the sense of, well, are we going to have merely just wholesome thoughts? Are we going to put some gaps in those thoughts? That, in fact, you could say then that the... Uh, the first jhana is, is that we're very selective of what kind of fuel we're putting in. We're not putting in muddy logs anymore. We're not putting in peat anymore. We're putting our only really high quality fuel into the mind. Right. Okay. And then uh, the second jhana would be that we're beginning to not put so much coal in, that we're putting some gaps in there. Ah, and that's why Vitaka and Vichara leave. Mm -hmm. And then the later okay. part of it would be then is that we've kind of run out of fuel. That's yeah. hard. It's, it's just be that caring fuel to burn. Right. So there's your Satipatthana. <laughs> You've got the locomotive itself. You've got the steam for the uh, for the water uh, uh, storage, and you've got the the wood that burns, yep. and the wood that, that burns is actually the feelings. The wood itself is the feelings that we have, yes, as right. well as the steam that's produced, and then the steam, <laughs> the feelings move the locomotive. So that's a good Indeed. analogy for the four foundations of mindfulness. It is. I really like it. It's really helpful. I'm going to remember it. <laughs> I can dig it. Oh, man. 
right. and when we look at it in that way and we see that in that way it helps to arouse dispassion helps to arouse renunciation helps to arouse the i guess renunciation is kind of like that last step of on on upon a sati throwing mm-hmm. throwing back is that the same idea yes mm-hmm. yep that's amazing i love that <laughs> all right so let's bring this call to a close yes sir it sounds good and i have I'll, to do the barbecue and then we'll I'll, I'll call you and we'll talk about um uh the stuff on the website we'll put some wood on that one all right mm-hmm. so we'll see you later all right then see you in a little while man <laughs> take care of that one